Hello, and welcome to a very special audio edition of Bolster's Side B. I'm your host, Ollie Hall, and today we're talking the future of music. More specifically, the way technology is shaping the way we experience music, both recorded and live. There'll always be an important important role for technology, and I think that will continue. Is there one metaverse? Uh, are there multiple metaverses? Is the metaverse just like the internet? From AI to Web3, we're on the precipice of some exciting changes within music. But how do we separate real trends from the overhyped? Well, there you heard from two of the experts we've spoken to to help us tackle this question. So I'm Jaden Cummerford, and I'm the CEO and founder of Unified Music Group. My name is Michelle Lucia. I'm SVP Marketing for all of APAC at Live Nation. Jaden and Michelle are both deeply ingrained in the music industry. We manage artists, we put out records, we do merchandise, we run marketing, we do lots of different things across music. So Live Nation is the world's largest entertainment company. And in Australia, that consists of obviously Live Nation, which is where I'm employed for, and then also includes Ticketmaster and Moshticks. We've also got a variety of um, other kind of partners, including Secret Sounds, Kix Entertainment, who've recently joined the group, and also Melon Events, which are over in Perth, and plus another couple of different companies. And we also run venues. So it's safe to say we're in good hands to explore the intersection of music and tech. Let's get into it. Trend one hybrid events. We'll continue to see lines blur between in-person and online events, be it through live stream, augmented or virtual reality. Obviously, there's not going to ever be a replacement to the live, in our opinion. However, by adding these other types of experiences or technologies, what they're providing is obviously a deeper experience for the fan. Standalone, not sure, but together, I think that they can work work well and not only for the fan but also for the artist putting a camera in your bedroom and playing gig and charging for it like that probably less likely to be adopted on mass and it's probably more likely going to be connected to some other kind of fan club experience or like patreon style model where you feel like you're really invested in supporting that that artist but like i think a good example of like we had vance joy play two nights at the sydney opera house forecourt in sydney and the saturday night was live streamed and so people all over the world could watch Fan Story Live at the Sydney Opera House. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's actually a positive that's come out of this. And the positives of, like, the accessibility of being able to watch live music. And I've made that on so many levels. So I think that's really cool. I think we've proven that people want to watch music and not everyone can get to the gig. So how can we add that for people? I think that's a big opportunity. And then when it comes to some of the more advanced technologies, like augmented reality i guess the idea of implementing like augmented reality into actual live shows like that's really exciting like that's just an extension of you know a lot of artists already have incredible production whether it's led screens or pyrotechnics and all sorts of stuff like there's definitely something really exciting there where we do see some examples come through is mainly with our partners so it's a great way for brand partners to be able to provide an added experience and they see great results because then it kind of adds something. There's the brand link and, you know, it's an experience that we may not have to involve the artist on. So therefore, I think that that just kind of really can add to an experience. Trend two, virtual artists. We'll continue to see digital artists rise through the ranks of music. 
We'll also see more of these avatars break from the screen and appear live and on stage. What I've been thinking about with virtual artists, it's just another creative output for artists. So the artist behind the virtual artist is the artist and it's just another way of expressing their art. So I see that as a really exciting thing. And I think there will be, and there already have been virtual artists that hit the charts, but I just don't see a world where 20 years from now, all we're listening to is virtual AI music. I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think that it's going to play more and more of a role in, in how we do things. But when it comes to touring these digital artists, Michelle thinks the Australian market is still a little ways off. I mean, I think that there's definitely an appetite there. I've heard that the ABBA thing's amazing, but I think it needs to come here for people to actually experience it and also understand what the experience is. Trend three, NFTs. As hype around NFTs and the blockchain levels out and their use cases become more normalised, we'll see them start to play a more natural role within music, with anything from album releases through to ticketing. I think that there's definitely an appetite, especially now it's probably become more mainstream around NFTs adding to the experience or being that kind of memento from a tour. I think we'll see that more and more now that people are understanding also what an NFT is. It's always talked about, but I think what's been interesting is kind of finding what exactly is going to be value for a fan. And it needs to be really simple, I think, too. And we're probably almost at that point, in my opinion, where it's, you know, can be kind of added to a ticket as part of an experience. There's a lot of music fans out there that want to give more money to their favourite artists. And so this idea of a digital collectible, I think, is a really exciting concept that I think has the potential to not replace the way we listen to music, but just it's essentially the creation of a new format for music. So I think that's really cool. In a world where there's more artists and attention spans are stretched further and stream rates are quite low, we do need to find other ways to monetize music and make it equitable for artists. So I do think there's a big opportunity. And for me, I think Serenade is really paving the way for how this can be applied in a way that people can understand and don't have to go down these crypto rabbit holes to try to understand what's going on. They can just interact with it like they are with any other sort of e-commerce or online store. So Serenade created a format that they call a digital pressing, which is essentially an NFT. But I like to think of it more like an iTunes album download, but it's limited. It has extra content and it gives you the ability to collect something of your favorite artist. And so we've worked with them with a number of artists like Ocean Alley and Client Liaison, but they did Muse's last album, which went number one on charts in the UK and Australia and the Serenade sales actually contributed to those charts. The key here seems to be simple and seamless. A fan shouldn't necessarily need to know that what they're purchasing is an NFT. All they need to understand is the value it brings them. Trend four, gaming, or the so-called metaverse. The video game and music industries are going to continue to converge in 2023 offering new opportunities for artists looking to share their music and new spaces for fans looking to experience it. I guess I like to try to think about gaming as just another format in a media sense. So there's TV, there's film, 
there's advertising, there's gaming, there's all these different places where music lives. So I just kind of see gaming as just another version of that. I think the difference is that it's, I guess, interactive and people can really immerse themselves in gaming for, you know, hours at a time. And so I think that opportunity is huge. It doesn't make the other formats redundant, but I think it becomes, yeah, very, you know, outside of live music, the most immersive, I think, opportunity for the music industry that we've ever seen before. And these spaces don't need to be reserved for the superstars of the world. Australia has a very real solution for artists right here in our own backyard. We've seen some massive activations with like Travis Scott and Fortnite and all, and all that sort of stuff. As I think has been explored, like the, those sorts of activations are like incredibly cost prohibitive for most artists. So I think there's a great solution there on the superstar end of town, but like the opportunity for more sort of everyday artists to interact with these platforms is just going to become more and more exciting. There's a really great business that I advise to out of Brisbane called Splash. So Splash is the biggest music game on Roblox. I think it's one of Australia's best kept like music tech secrets. But essentially what it is, is a series of nightclubs that allow the user to create their own music using AI actually. And with the click of a few buttons, a Roblox user can make like really high quality music and perform it live on stage inside a nightclub in Roblox. These sorts of spaces like Roblox present such a huge opportunity for artists to get in there and start to build audiences. It's still early and there's lots of different ways in which this could all play out, but it's a definitely a big opportunity for us as an industry. We definitely utilize gaming platforms from a marketing perspective for our tours because I think there's definitely lots of crossover with audiences. Though from an artist perspective, and it's probably a little bit out of what I do or what we do day to day, there's definitely opportunities in gaming because gaming is just huge. And, you know, there's could be also opportunities for gaming to be to move into live at some point. Trend five, AI. We'll see AI play an increasingly important role in the world of music, as it will with most industries, generating more of the media that surrounds music and also playing a bigger role in the production of music itself. Accelerating at a huge rate is, is the whole you know, movement around artificial intelligence, particularly um, uh, like OpenAI and DALI and these things that are presenting like incredible opportunities, potentially incredible threats. But I think like the opportunities outweigh the threats, I think. The AI space is moving incredibly quickly. So it's one to keep a close eye on. And hot on its heels is our last trend. Trend six, the social pipeline. We'll continue to see social platforms like TikTok play a key role in helping artists promote their music and engage with fans. And because of this, these platforms will play an increased role, not only in shaping lineups, but shaping sound itself. There's obviously this huge drive towards short form video content and for artists to sort of fit into this mold. And as much as I see this huge opportunity for like marketing and for virality and stuff, there's also like a side to it that's just really disappointing that we're like telling our artists, this is how you're meant to make music. And I just think we're like falling back into a trap that is an industry we just keep making. Like we get dictated to by other industries as to how we should do things. Like the greatest songs of all time go for like seven to 10 minutes, you know, whether it's like Metallica songs or Led Zeppelin songs or like, we don't want shorter songs. Like that's not going to make 
long-term great music, in my opinion. And so for me, the challenge we're going to see is because whether we like it or not, like people are on these platforms and that's why the industry wants to evolve to it. But what we're going to see is like this, I think they're calling it like the, like an attention recession where people have just got too many things to look at. So as a result, they're listening to less music. What I believe is the answer to that is not to conform to these platforms. The answer to this is to just make great music and, and invest in like incredibly authentic artists and in, and authentic voices and just like promote like excellence. And that's, that's like so subjective, pretty much like everything I said there, because like what's great to you is different to what's great to me. But if we just invest in great artists and allow them to be themselves, that is what's going to create like the next generation of superstars in my opinion. So yeah, that's sort of like where I want to really be focusing a lot of my energy next year is just, investing in, in authentic talent. So I guess the industry is always changing and I think that it hasn't always been technology led or maybe it has from our point of view or from my team's point of view in particular, from a marketing technology standpoint, we need to lean in on platforms to help us deliver what we want to try to achieve because if we don't, then, you know, will be left behind in terms of ticket sales. So it's really important. I think it will continue to drive change, but I think it is kind of an industry that is always evolving and changing. There'll always be an important, important role for technology. And I think that will continue, but I think there's also needs to be an element of um, other change too, or people that bring about that change versus just always being technology led. I think it's a combination. So there you have it. Six trends to look out for this year in the world of music and tech. A big thanks to our guests, Jadon Comerford and Michelle Lucia. Also, a special thanks to you for joining us here at Bolster for our first foray into audio. My name is Ollie Hall and this is Side B. Side B.